previously on D&D&D. Well, let's go. Let's go. Wait, okay. was that Koyrum? That was Koyrum. Okay. Oh, okay, let's go. Yeah. I have, I have some liquid mead courage in me. I had a nice conversation. Hey, are you going to be all right, though? I'll be fine. Yeah, we I'll be fine. That was, yeah. a, that was no, a big no, no. We're, Yeah, I'll be, I'm, we're good. Oh. We can just put him in the sack if it gets too much. We have a yeah, while yeah. to walk. <laughs> You'll go in the sack, Koyrim. Don't, don't make us I think twice. I have to lead the way. I'm not going in the sack. All right, so you guys leave the temple and you head out and Koyram looks up in the sky and he says, I think Genevieve went this way. And if she's flying, we have to cover a lot of ground to try to make up for her being able to fly. So I think we should leave the cart and your horse here. <laughs> no, God damn it. Because <sighs> we can't all ride the horse. Yeah. We could take turns, I guess. We have the sack, though. We have the sack. Slow. Do you guys really want to ride in the sack? Like, I'm very against the sack, personally. You don't we know what's in leave, that sack. We can leave the horse. I'll leave Butter. I feel like Butter will be safe here. All right. I don't mind walking. Marjorie's just dusting off her feathered robe. You guys head out, and you're walking for a little while, and you're heading kind of up this path that leads towards the mountains. You're heading west through the forest towards the mountains. And as you climb, it's starting to get less wooded and more rocky. And eventually you are out of the woods altogether. And you're in rolling rocky hills. And you're on the side path. And you kind of see in the distance smoke rising from some unknown source. Uh, and Corium kind of stops and calls your attention to it. He says "There's a p- that, that appears to be smoke from a small fire. I think we should check it out. We're getting closer to the, the beacon and we don't know what's going on here like we should see if this is some sort of signal fire or if this is a, an orc patrol you should try to see what's going on we should approach cautiously they tend not to move in forests but this is where they are at home rocky terrain mountains this could be a war tribe Marjorie's just like climbing up on small boulders and jumping off <laughs> <laughs> just testing it out so far so good you climb up like a particularly big boulder uh-huh and you jump off, and after a few feet of, like, slowly falling, you fall normal. Oh, shit, guys. Oh. Hey, I've wow. discovered something. That could have been so bad, mm. but I'm glad it wasn't. <laughs> like, if you were like, I'm going to jump off a huge rock. I'm sorry, has anyone been in the sack doing the research? No. <laughs> you want to jump in there? I'll, I'll do it. Okay. But I guess I just climb in there. <laughs> I guess I'll grab the sack. Thank the you. sack master. Sack, sack boy. We'll bring you out if anything happens and we need you. Cool. I'll just hang out in here. Corum's like, I feel compelled to see if there's someone who needs help at this fire. I know that we need to get to the beacon. It's kind of on the way. What do you guys think? Let's do it. Corum, I got your back. I open the sack. Hey, Zabbis. Yeah. Uh, Corum's asking for us to go on a detour. Why? To I maybe close the sack. <laughs> Whoa, hey. Well, great. Let's yeah, do it. Kill some orcs. We could also learn information. Ooh, you into torturing some orcs? I guess. The question was not put to me, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so you go over and you can try to... Uh, Wait, can Zabbis join us for this? That's up to you guys. Do you want to use your legs or do you want to go in the sack? It's it's also a nice break, I think. What, me? Yes. Y'all sitting here? Everybody make stealth checks to see if you can sneak up on where this fire is. You, I have to make a stealth <laughs> No, Zabbis does not. Nice. Zabbis is in the sack. 24. 10. 11. 17. The two rangers see, and anyway. the... Paladin sneak up like running from like rock to rock trying to sneak up on where the this fire is and as you get closer you realize that you're close to like the main road like between the north of this region of the world and uh the next big city which would be Knights Pass so it's this big wide road and on it is a broken down caravan and you see that a couple of the wheels are broken off it's tipped over on its side one of the wheels that's broken off is on fire and that's what you see that's burning you see bodies of the oxen that were pulling it they're dead and cut up to pieces off to the side and you see three human bodies dressed in clothing from the northern regions of this world. What do you do? Who has the sack? I have the sack. This could be a trap. People in the sack haven't seen what's in the outside. No, I'm just like, I'm just imagining myself floating. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we'll, wait, we'll check we, in. Did with... they go into the sack? Yeah, we're in the sack. Oh, oh, wait. Well, wait sack. I thought happen? you were, I thought you were just hanging behind a I little bit. We just hung oh, behind. I thought you told us to put, get in the sack. No. Can oh. we get in the sack? You can do whatever you want. Oh, I thought we failed our stealth rolls, so we got in the sack. Yeah, let's I thought you sack. were just like waiting and coming up kind of behind. Oh, yeah. Well, you, sh- yeah, come into the sack. That's let's a better idea. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, my bad. I was also in no, the bathroom. No, now we're in the sack with <laughs> Sabbath. All right, so the three of you in the sack are going over, you know, you're trying to do your like mobile research unit and you have discovered that the beacon that you're going to is one of seven sacred groves in this forest. And it's those groves that create the network of this magic uh, protective net. Where are they groves of? There are seven of them. Oh, they're different things? And they're different things. That's weird. Uh, so the first one is the big tree at... Galamathir. That's the main one. Then there is the Grove of the Rock. That's the one you're heading to, the like big tower of rock that's in this like mountain kind of area. Then there's the Grove of the Lake, of the Hill, of the Wood, of the River, and of the Valley. Cut back outside, Rangers and Koirim, what do you guys do? Is the fire from the wagon? There's parts of the wagon that are kind of burning. Most of it seems to be broken wheels. Where, where is the smoke? What was creating the smoke? That this fire. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, I think this is an orc trap. I think they were killed by orcs. Oh, really? I think if any of us goes to investigate, one of us should go, and the rest should cover. Okay. Well, since you've got the boost of speed, why don't you just go? <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I will. Good. Fine. I'll stay watch, and then I draw my bow just in case. Okay, Koirum also draws his bow, and you guys hide behind some of their, like, rocks. So the road runs through, like, a little ridge, you know, kind of like a freeway that's dug down a little bit. Juno, you're going down a little hill to the, to the road to investigate. And as you do, nothing kind of out of the ordinary happens. Like, even though you're kind of on edge, so far, so good. Can I just do my, my regular orc check? Yeah, you're, you're like, buzzing. Uh, oh. Can I tell how close any are? Less than a mile? Yes. Okay. And it's a lot? How many? Oh, this sucks. <laughs> yes, I get to know uh, if they're present, their numbers, the general direction and distance in miles. Under 10. Okay, not bad. More than five. Okay. So I'm going to approach the wagon very slowly and just see if the humans are alive. Okay. 
check the wagon for any booby traps or any valuables. Uh, what are you doing first? Checking the people or checking the wagon? Checking the people. You go up to the first body and it's a dead person. When you go up to the second one, a very weak voice calls out for water. I don't have any water, but I do have milk. <laughs> Be so fit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are five uses of this thing. This person's oh. pretty clearly seems to be dying. Yeah, Juno's gonna do it. He's gonna use one of the uses of the milk of the great heifer, which can bring someone back from dying or unconscious to Whoa. 20 HP for this person. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. At first, the, the man is like very skeptical of you offering him milk, but as he drinks, he's revitalized and some of his wounds close up. And even though he was near death, now he seems to be... <laughs> like at 20 HP? Yeah, like, most, <laughs> yeah, like mostly okay. Oh, man. What if this guy's a total asshole? <laughs> <laughs> it, w- it was a gamble, I know. He kind of reaches out to you as he's like drinking this. He stops after just like hungrily gulping this down. <laughs> He's just like, thank you. Thank you so much for, for this. Wow, what what was that? It, it was milk. It was, <laughs> it was very good milk. Now tell me, w- what happened? We were attacked. We, we were, were, were beverage traders from, from the north. Where, what was this again? This was milk of the great heifer. This, this was in my Where? family for years. Wait, you had milk around for years? <laughs> We don't need to get hung up on this. It, what attacked you? Is It's special milk. I, I just want to make sure we're not in danger. We set out, I, my friends and I set out from the north on a, on a delivery to Night's Pass. We're delivering a special order of elderflower liqueur. Wait, you, you are delivering elderflower liqueur? Yeah, it was, a, it was an order placed by uh, uh, Georges. I placed that order. I placed... The order with George. He gets up and punches you. Take three damage. Fucker. And he's like, it's your fault then. It's your fault we were here and they attacked us. And it's your fault that, that they're dead. We were here and it's your fault that they attacked us. All right, you didn't have to fulfill the order. This is... Don't blame the guy who orders something. I was ordering it as a gift for a man th- that I insulted. Anyway, it's not an issue. This was supposed to be a nice thing. Did bandits attack you? Georges spoke of bandits, or did orcs attack you? These were no mere bandits. They were, that happened so fast, but they were bigger. They were stronger. They hit us so hard and so fast, and there there was, I swear we were hit with magic. I I can't believe that I made it. And and Sven Sven and and Heinrich are dead, and I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do now. And he like kind of breaks down over their bodies. I turned to Koiru and be like, hey, what's what's going on? He just gave him milk and then the guy punched the him guy, and yeah, then they punched this... each other and now he's one of them's crying? What's ha- Should we shoot this guy? Why did... All right, like, I know I haven't been with you guys very long, but, like, of all the people to send down there, why, like, maybe you or I should have gone? Uh, this is my like, you mistake. seem to be pretty good with people. That's so. a stretch. I'm getting better. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, well, I guess let's just see... Let's not shoot him just yet. Okay, I agree. I think now I kind of want to see how this ends. Yeah, me too. This is weird. Yeah. Look, friend, uh, what's your name? Bjorn. Bjorn. Okay, we need to get off the road. I have friends. You will be safe now, but we need to get out how of can, danger. I, I can't leave them here. How, like, what are we supposed to do with my with my friends? Bjorn, they are gone. And you don't want to see when the orcs come back. You don't want to see if they get mutilated or eaten worse. This uh, is oh. this is a, a fine end to them. They, Ju- they did what they were doing well. Juno, your orc sense is like oh. 
really hitting you hard. Okay, we need to go right now. I can't leave. He's like trying to pick up his friends and like take them with him. He like which like he can't really do. They're like big, heavy guys. Can I like, pick this guy up and just like just run away with him? Make a strength check. Wait, which guy? The alive guy? Bjorn. Yeah. Okay. Nineteen. Okay. Yeah. You grab him. And what? How are you carrying him? I'm carrying him like like slung across my back. As you pick him up. Arrows fly from behind some rocks on the other side of the road, and a couple of them hit Bjorn, and a couple of them hit you. Cool. So, Juno, take (laughs) 10 damage. I'm sorry, just meanwhile in the sack, (laughs) do you have any force? (laughs) Go fish. Meanwhile in the sack, you're reading more about what happened in the transition of power between Neva and Amara. Amara. Okay. And it seems that there was some sort of magical event that Amara was like down in the chain of command in the order. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was she was like, like the speaker of the house. Survive. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, there was some sort of magical event that kind of took out all the people at the top. Mm-hmm. And Neva disappeared and nobody knows what happened to her. So like her entries in the logbook and after, like, she said she was going to try this magical thing. And okay. then Amara's entries pick up and she's talking about how, like, you know, she wasn't supposed to be in this position as, like, a leader. She's just more of, like, a researcher and they're, like, plant expert. And she, like, is really freaked out about the responsibilities of leading and stuff. Oh, okay. my God. Marjorie, not at all interested in books, is instead taking... Itty bitty little tiny dabs. Can I assume that the sticky glue, sticky goop is in there? Yeah. Okay, she's taking just the tiniest little bead dabs of sticky goo. Which sticky goo? Climbing goo. The climbing goo? What's the closest to glue that we own? You have a couple different goos. You have, I guess the climbing goo would be the closest goo. Yeah. That'd be the tackiest. Yeah, I yeah, want yeah. a tacky glue. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I have 12 owl feathers that okay. I've just been holding on to. Uh, and I'm just sticking them here and there in okay. my feather robe. Okay. You're like adding these owl feathers yeah, to the- Yeah, I'm embellishing. Okay. Are they from the owl berry? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, outside of the bag, you guys roll for initiative. Okay. 21. 15. So the order of combat is Juno, Fletch, Koyrim, Orcs. So we're going to start with Juno. So the lay of the land is, Juno, you are at the caravan in the center of this road. There are two banks on either side that go up small hills. And on one side, embanked is Koirim and Fletch. And on others, the other side are orcs. Uh, you can tell now that you're getting the sense of seven orcs. You don't know what type, but they're definitely there. And they've definitely just shot at you. Oh yeah, the guy. The guy should. Yeah, the guy should get a turn. Bjorn. Bjorn gets a turn. And he goes after Fletch. What do you do? Juno's gonna run and get on the other side of the cart, the side that Corrin and Fletch are on. All right, you're gonna like hide behind the cart. Yeah. All right, make a hide check. Stealth. Stealth. And you're gonna have disadvantage because you're carrying a person. Uh, yeah. So eight. You can't really. You like don't make it behind the cart. You're, like, trying to hide behind one of the wheels, but because you're a large person carrying another large person, you don't successfully really get the cover that you're going for. That's your move. Do you want to do anything else? You can take an action. Can I fire an arrow back, or would I have to... You would have to drop Bjorn. Can I Can I toss him so he's behind the cart at least? 
sure. Make a strength check to see if you can toss this grown man. All right. (laughs) (gasps) So that's a one. Oh, no. When you try to toss him, you trip and you both and you like fall on your face and the weight of the two grown people, you like hit a rock in the ground and you take one damage. So now he's on top of you and you're you're prone on the ground. Fletch. Turn to Koyra and just like, this is typical. Can we see? We can't see these orcs, can they're, we? They're hiding behind rocks kind of like you are. Okay, well, I guess I'll just try to shoot Hail of Thorns over that area. I, I got a 14. 14 will miss. Now it's Bjorn's turn. Bjorn is going to stand up and he's going to try to run over to take cover behind the cart. And he does that. And then he, like, cowers. Good for him. Now it is the... Now it is Koirim's turn. Koirim is going to turn, try to fire at one of the orcs. And he hits, and he hurts one of the orcs. All right, now it is the orcs' turn. And three of the orcs are going to rush down, and they're going to try to attack prone Juno. (laughs) And two of them are going to hit with axes... (laughs) Oh my god. And they are going to do, oh boy, 12 total damage. This okay. is how he wanted to meet orcs again. Just like lying <laughs> face down. Yeah. Back with we're, axes. we're back to Juno. Whew. Juno's going to try and get up and then... Uh, I'm going to say can that... I say, can, I, can I say something? Sure. Can I yell back? Hey, get him out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fire at these no no i'm gonna use that fucking scythe at these the scythe of, of the shit. times yeah one-handed or two-handed <laughs> going one-handed okay and i'm gonna use my lovely horde breaker and so i'll attack the second one as well oh nice yeah all right here we go Roll both uh 20s 21 and 12 21 hits okay it's a nine that one is looking real bad now it is fletch I'm going to open up the bag and then say, hey, guys. Yeah. So we have a problem. What's up? Uh, Well, Juno went to go save some guy and then picked up the guy and then orcs started shooting arrows. And now Juno fell flat on his face and started getting attacked by orcs. And now we need we need your help. All right, let's go. Are you guys ready for battle? Cause yeah. The, yeah. The last thing you said to me was get them out of the bag. So what? Is he alive? <laughs> That's it. No more time. Okay. The last thing he said to me. You pull him out of the bag. Uh, so you guys roll initiative. That's uh, 16. 7. 26. We're going to go now from Fletch based off of that. What was your roll, James? 10. Okay, you're no, still you're next sorry. after seven. Fletch now. It's 7. You're still before Koyrim. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little. You guys dis- are up on that ridge. Okay. You're a little disoriented. I'm gonna give you disadvantage on your Shit. first rolls. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. It's bright. Yeah. Um, the adjustment from like candlelit <laughs> void. Yeah. <laughs> to daytime rocky to daytime place. rocky path is is an adjustment. How close are they to to Juno? To Juno, they're like right up on him. Yeah. What do we see? Because this is the first time we've seen anything. You're tw- you're like twenty feet up a hill. And you see the road and this broken down caravan. Mm-hmm. You see two dead bodies, two dead oxen, a man hiding behind the broken down caravan that you don't recognize. And you see three orcs surrounding Juno. There are four orcs that are taking cover up on the hill opposite you guys. Do we see if they have any ranged weapons? 
Yes, they shot arrows at you. Oh. Or they shot arrows at Juno and Bjorn, who has like an arrow sticking in him. Okay. I think it's time for Leoman's tiny hut. Okay. <gasps> I'm going to make a 10-foot radius immobile dome of force that will spring into existence around and above me and remain stationary for the duration. It'll end if I leave the area, but nine creatures of medium size or smaller can fit inside the dome. That That's happening, right? They can move through it freely. That's cool. But other objects and creatures cannot come in. And, uh, oh, fuck. Spells and other magical effects can't extend through the dome or be cast through it. Sorry. You, just, you can, like, step outside, do it, and then come back. Sure. Yeah. So you, you've made this, like, protective dome. Yes. Around you and yes. your companions that you're standing next to. Yeah. And it's opaque from the outside of any color I choose. Uh, purple, and but it's transparent <laughs> from the inside, so we can see out. So this like magical purple dome just appeared in the middle of the forest. Yeah, far out. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and so that inside that dome is me, Marjorie, Sabus, Fletch, and Koyrim. And Koyrim. Yes, it's Koyrim's turn. He doesn't understand what this spell does, <laughs> so he's going to try to shoot an arrow at the orcs because he can see through it, right? Yeah. So as far as he knows, nothing happens. That's fair. Shit. Uh, so he's going to try to oh. shoot an arrow through it and. Wait. But creatures and objects within the dome can move through it freely. It's it's magic that can't go out, so the arrow can go out. Oh, oh right. Nice. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Okay, well, he shoots an arrow at <laughs> one of the orcs and does some good, good damage to one of the orcs around Juno. Not the hurt one, one of the other ones. So now it is Bjorn for the rest of this battle. I'm not going to do a turn for him. He's freaking out. <sighs> okay. So now it is the orc's turn, so the three around Juno are going to attack him. One of them hits for seven damage, and the other two miss. Then the ones up on the hill are going to try to shoot across at the purple dome. Idiots. (laughs) And arrows bounce off of it. Sick. Margarine. I'm going to go after the the one who's hurt, but not the bloodied one. So, with my fancy footwork, I guess... Uh, I'm going to dash out there with my two double-wielding blades. I'm going to sneak attack and then take them out. So let's do the math. Oh, no. (laughs) All right. Disadvantage, too. Which means... You roll two and take the worst. Well, it's going to be that. Ten to hit? Ten will miss. Okay. Yeah. Um, Well, that's one of my hands. Okay. So do I get disadvantage on the second hand, too? God damn it. No, the second one, you're fine. Well, it didn't matter anyway, because I rolled a two. Okay, yep, that'll miss. I'm going to fuck off and go hide back in the, the Dome of in Truth. In the Dome? Yeah. In the yeah. Domey Dome? Can she come back in the Dome, James? I can, yeah. You said you could leave and cast a spell and then come back in. Uh, that was when you ca- like threw, lobbied that out as an idea, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I think uh, thinking about it, actually. Um, Once you're out, I mean, you're out. Doesn't really that matter. For all me. creatures and objects within the dome, when you cast this spell, can move through it freely. Through it, yeah. Which means so I could come back. Well, that, I don't know. But but then it says all other creatures and objects are barred from passing through it. To me, that reads as though if you're in the dome when it's cast, how long you does this spell go, last? In and out. Uh, eight hours. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> what level spell is this? Three. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Fifth edition Leo bards. <laughs> That's pretty uh, sick. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just going to hide anyway. So. Yeah, right. All right. You go I, th- I think back you can. I think you can move through it, it says. Through it. It doesn't say out of it. All right. You go back you know? in, the, in the purple dome. Um, Fuck. How does Marjorie feel about leaving this magical barrier you didn't know was there and then turning around and seeing a purple oh, dome? Oh, right? 
maybe she maybe doesn't. You don't I don't go, go back. It. And yeah, just like whoa, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then hides where I can. Which I guess okay. would be next to uh, things that you can reach with your speed. So you could get to the like cart by like where Bjorn is. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Uh, can I put Juno. a hand on Bjorn? Sure. A gentlewoman hand, not like a um, dangerous hand. Not a grandma hand. Not like a, it's going to be okay. Uh, like it's going to be, be okay, okay hand. Yeah. Juno, you're <laughs> surrounded by orcs. All right. Uh, I'm going to. You have stood now. Excellent. I'm going to yeah. use the scythe again. Okay. And this time. I'm going to remember that I have an extra attack at fifth level. So, <laughs> oh. so I'll use the scythe on the, the most injured one first. Okay. 17. 17 will hit. And this one's not good. So Remember this is, this the scythe's ability. This is my use. Once per day, I'm going to do this attack again. All so right. There's a, like a six second rewind. What happens? Hey everybody, Russell here with a few quick mid-game announcements, and then we're going to get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 19 of D&D&D. Be sure to follow us on social media at D&D&Dpod on Twitter and D&D&Dpod on Instagram, or email us at D&D&Dpod at gmail.com. If you want to help us out by getting some D&D gear, you can go and check the description of this episode for an Amazon affiliate link that takes you to Amazon as if you had searched Dungeons & Dragons, so you can buy any of the official rule books or any kind of supplemental gear like dice or game mats or dice bags or dice towers or a lot of dice-related things, but all of them are really cool. Our friend of the show, James Chatswith on YouTube, uh, I did a little interview with him, and he got me a cool little dice holder shaped like a treasure chest, which is really neat, and he got that on Amazon. So go check out his channel, James Chatswith on YouTube, and check out our affiliate link in the description below. Thanks to everybody who's tweeted about the show, people like Quirky Queer on Twitter, who said the sound editing on episode 15 of D&D and pod is fucking top, and then a bunch of okay sign emojis, I think those are. I'm not really good with emojis, but thank you so much. The sound editing is mostly Joel. I'm not going to take a lot of credit for that, because Joel does an absolutely great job with the uh, mixing of all the episodes. He sets the bar very, very high, and even though we split the labor on it, he definitely is the driving force behind it, and the reason why these episodes sound so good is because of Joel's tireless dedication to quality sound. So thank you, Joel, and thank you, Quirky Queer, and thanks to Lonnie at Lonnie Lesuavage on Twitter. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that who said, D&D&D Pod, my best friend, and I listened to the entire archive of the podcast for our 16-hour road trip. Thanks so much for an amazing, hilarious show. Uh, thank you, Lonnie. I hope that you guys had an amazing trip. 16 hours is a long way, uh, and you can get to a lot of fun on a 16-hour road trip. So thank you for letting us share in such an amazing adventure, and uh, I hope your friend enjoyed it as well. Uh, that's it for me. We're going to get you right back to it. Thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. After killing this orc and activating the side of the times, a temporal bubble bloops out of the magic. 
handle of the scythe and surrounds you and the orcs around you and only the three of you experience this rewind so as far as everyone else is concerned nothing happens as far as you know whatever juno whatever action juno is about to take is the correct timeline but within this bubble the orc you just killed returns to life <laughs> and then dies immediately <laughs> And they're so all, surprised. They are all very confused by this. <laughs> Do you uh, think in those uh, six seconds he was reborn, he had a new appreciation on life? He definitely was aware of the fact that he had just died. Damn. Oh, shit. So if only he could like write a book in that time and tell us all what happens. <laughs> yeah. Did he come back from a void or was he in orc heaven and is just wanting to well, go that's back? The question, What's orc heaven? It? Is there such thing? Orc heaven is for real. <laughs> I know the way. Right, right as you're about to ask all of these big uh, existential questions to this orc, it dies. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that's a shame. We'll have to try that again oh my later God, with this someone is, else. It's like that Flatliners movie. We like flatlined that orc and we're like, tell <laughs> us. <laughs> they died. Oops. We could get sciencey with this. Oh my God. Let's flatline orcs. Okay. Now I'm going to give you advantage on your new attack roll because... Right. The orc you're attacking now just witnessed this resurrection and death and is freaked out. So he's distracted. Awesome. So you're going to have advantage on this new attack roll in this specific instance. This isn't an always thing for this weapon. 17. 17 will hit. Nice. 10. 10 kills it. All right. So two down. Next, we're going to go to Zabbis. Zabbis, you're in the bubble. Bubble. Mm-hmm. The it's magical hut. bubble hut. Leoman's tiny hut. That you established as purple barney's stomach okay <laughs> yeah um barney's stomach was actually green <laughs> i think right oh, yeah, yeah right. i think so yeah. um you fucked beth <laughs> <laughs> so outside of the game i know magic can't yes. pass through but i think in game i would try and cast magic so i'm gonna cast erupting earth at whatever works are left okay flag did not but it's not going to do anything. I didn't Black did not tell anybody things. what was going on. Your magic does not penetrate the barrier of Leopold's tiny hut or whatever it is. Sadly, your magic shorts out. And let's say that, like, you see something kind of, like, sizzle against okay, the so invisible barrier. Okay. All right, Fletch. Am I in the bubble? You're in the bubble. Okay, I'm going to shoot one of the orcs. Uh, are you going to shoot one of the orcs that's the remaining orc that's down by the caravan or one of the four up on the opposite hill? I'll shoot it at the at the orc at the bottom okay. of the hill to try to help out Juno. Okay, well, I rolled a uh, 11. 11 will miss. Well, do you get to add something to it? That's what I dex? did. I rolled a 5. Oh. Yep, 11's not going to do it. All right. Fletch, uh, Fletch is under the weather. Koyram's going to shoot at that same orc. He's going to miss too. Good show, everyone. Yep. Arrows fly on either side of this orc as it kind of looks up towards a big purple <laughs> dome hut. It's the concord it's grape. It's a great distraction. Okay. All right. So now it's the orcs. So that orc is going to charge at the dome All and right. it's going to run up to the dome and it's going to try to swing its great axe at the dome. And it hits the dome. Does anything happen? What's the dome's no. HP? No, it's uh, impenetrable. His axe just bounces off like he just hit a metal barrier. Mm-hmm. All right. That's that orc's turn. The other ones are going to um, fire at you from the other side, and they all rolled threes. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty amazing. <laughs> so yes. they all miss. 
but I guess the arrows just kind of hit off this dome anyway. <laughs> Flack, we're back to you. See, if I leave this dome, it'll end. Okay. Oh. So I'm just going to hang out and use this turn to tell who's still in the dome. Zabbis. Uh, Zabbis, Fletch, and Koirum. Hey, guys. Uh, so <laughs> I've created this dome. You may not notice because it's transparent to us looking out, but all those orcs out there, they see a big purple dome that we're in. We're in a big purple dome. Zabbis, you might have noticed your spell didn't quite make it out of this radius. Mm-hmm. Uh, the spells can't go out. Arrows can go out. Uh, we we can go out and move through it freely, but they can't come in here. So that's about the gist of it. Okay. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Why haven't we always had this up around us? Uh, uh, well, it can't move. Okay. So mostly that. Okay. All right, Martrin. <laughs> So this little tiny ball of knives is going to attack the orc that's <laughs> that's by Juno. All right. Yeah. 22. 22 will hit. Yeah. Is that orc up by the purple dome now? Oh, yes, it is. You're going to have to move. Okay. You can move. I did it. Great. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I ran right up to him. And I was like, I'm going to hit you with a sneak attack. So that's 3d6, which is 10 for sneak attack. You kill it. Yeah! Oh, wow. <laughs> little tiny knife girl! <laughs> I, I, I love... Okay, so this orc, after seeing one of its buddies <laughs> die twice, and then its other buddy, like, immediately cut down, charges this purple dome that sprang out of nowhere, can't get through it, and then just gets stabbed in the back and killed. <laughs> like, it's been a rough oh. few... Yeah. It's been a rough half a minute for this orc. <laughs> and Marjorie's behind it, just, like, with her <laughs> like feather covered cloak, in, yeah. covered in blood, oh, like, shimmy, 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 shimmy. Shaking it off. Now, uh, Marjorie wants to, like, head towards the other four, but she knows she can't get that far. Yes. And also hide. So where would that put her? I'm not keeping super track of movement, but let's say with the movement you have left, you could try to hide behind the bubble or, like, to the side of the bubble. The side of the bubble. You can't get back down. Can I try to touch the bubble to see what... Sure. Marjorie reaches out to touch the bubble with your bloody, bloody hand. Yeah, your your bloody hand goes (laughs) through the bubble. Uh, So what you see is your arm going through, like, a purple barrier. But what everyone else sees is just you covered in orc blood, <laughs> reaching out the hand. Margin pops her head in and just like, oh, and then ducks inside of the purple bubble. Okay, is Juno. the bubble see through on the outside, like see through purple, or is it just no? Like it's solid, solid, solid purple. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's like Barney's back. Yeah, there it is. His Which butt is... cheeks. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Barney the big old singular butt cheek. <laughs> Welcome to the butchie. Yeah. Oh, back. Glad Welcome back. I'm trying to remember a Barney song. You. Yeah. You love me. Uh, okay. We're best Barney. friends. So, Juno, you're down at the caravan. You have Bjorn hiding and the orcs that are kind of up on the hill. Yeah, I'm going to duck my head out and try and fire some arrows off at the orcs up there before they come down. Okay, so you're going to take cover kind of behind the broken down caravan? Yeah. Okay. And then sort of reach around and yep. fire. Okay. 21. 21 hits. 11. 11. Cool. That's, a, that's a, a good hit on one of them. All right. And then I'll use, uh, let's see, can I do my Horde Breaker? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once per turn, I can hit someone else within five feet. Have at it. All right. Orc number two, 16. 16 hits as well. Ah, four. Uh, good work, Juno. Yeah. And then I'll duck behind there just to be safe. Sure. That's probably your best turn. Whoa. <laughs> Congrats, man. Uh, all right. That's character growth. Zabbis. Um, I will just use my crossbow at the closest orc. 14? 14 will do it. Okay. 
11. Uh, all right. I'm going to say you kill one of the ones that Juno hurt. Yay. Ooh. Good work, Zavis. Fletch. I'm going to shoot my storm tail bow. Oh, nice. Yeah. It makes this sense. Is the... It's going to be scary for all the evil Is that going to go through? 23. When you fire off this bolt, what happens is it bounces off the barrier. <laughs> oh, no. Everybody who's within the bubble make a dexterity. Wait, are you sure? Yeah, because this is magic. It's okay. not a physical bolt. It's not oh. a physical oh, bolt? Right. Oh, This okay. doesn't use ammunition. It fires like lightning bolts. I see. Like when he draws it, mm-hmm. it like creates a arrow basically out of lightning. That's dope as fuck. Isn't that I cool? Think we knew that. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know did. that. Did I not describe that? No, you did. Exactly? You did. Okay. I'm just a terrible oh, listener. Everybody make a dexterity roll because this thing's bouncing all okay, over the 19. place. Ooh, nat 20. You guys are good. Fine. <laughs> I thought that would be cooler. You bounce out of the way. <laughs> you like dance around it a few times, Marjorie. Yeah, yeah, you like kind of seek it out and then like play with it a little bit. Uh, Taunting it. Quirum's good. 11. No, what damage does your bow do? 15. Black <laughs> take 15 damage. Quirum's good. He gets out of the way. Yeah, I'm a bad it's listener. Okay. <laughs> I'm a bad listener. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's all a part of the conversational skills, Stormy. I used a whole turn to explain this. Quirum <laughs> <laughs> sees oh, no. this like lightning bolt bounce around and it ultimately land on Flack. When it hits, Ooh. it like, zaps you. And Does it, it gives like visible powers. What? Does it give him special powers? No, it just Damn. hurts real bad. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the light radiates. It bounces off of the barrier a little bit, so it's really like, right in there for a second. And Koyram is freaked out by this and doesn't take an action. If you remember last time, he's kind of a scaredy cat. Yeah, yes, I remember. Orcs. There are three orcs left. They are going to rush down the hill. Uh, of course they are. To Juno. What is your armor class? 14. Two of them miss, but one of them hits. And you take nine damage from an axe. It gouges you pretty good. Ooh, you gotta be, you're probably pretty close to dead. I'm down at 10. Okay. Current HP. Juno's looking pretty rough, gang up in the bubble. Back up to flat. Oh yeah, rougher than the guy who just got shocked by a lightning bolt. Seems like you needed a wake up. Yeah? Yep. <laughs> That's what I thought. I'll use cure wounds at a second level spell. All right. Myself. 10 HP. Okay. That's a fine turn. <laughs> a fine turn. A fine turn. Marjorie, you're uh, in the bubble. Yes, I am. So there's three orcs around Joel three again? Three orcs around Joel. One's looking pretty rough. Juno's uh, bloodied up a little bit. Bjorn is down there and he's trying to hide. Marjorie's going to run at the three orcs and then while she's running, yell to Juno, do you need a salve? That'd be great. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so Marjorie has one? Yeah. Yeah, sick. Choose to have it. <laughs> Choose to have the salve. <laughs> Do what's fun. So she opens up the salve, slathers both her hands with it, and just smacks it onto Juno's cheeks. Okay. Are you gonna like jump at him? Like, how are you doing this? Because I, I, I'm. You're gonna have to do something to see if this is successful. Because mm-hmm. you're running down a hill. I'll do you're acrobatics. already a tiny person running down a hill. I want to roll and then leap and then. <laughs> and I'm gonna then. roll. I'm gonna leap. <laughs> I'm gonna straddle Juno in a hug, but the hug slaps him on the cheeks with the cell. Oh yes, please roll a twenty. <laughs> Ooh yeah. Okay, that would be plus acrobatics. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14. Not 24. 24. 24. Okay. 24. 24. We'll do it. Yeah. Definitely. What did the salves act as like a healing potion, right? It's a gentle cheek smack. Not like just slapping him with wet hands. Even if it were harder, I think it'd be like shocking, but like in a good way. Like, <laughs> All right. ah, so go. roll uh, 2d4 and add two. And that's the number that you uh, heal him. Okay. 
Uh, it's the one you can eight. read. Yeah. So Juno oh, amazing. healed for eight, and that is Marjorie's turn. So now we have three. Or- and she hides. Oh, with right. My additional action. Yeah. My cunning action. When you disengage and you're hiding, these guys are going to opportunity attack you. They can't. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a goddamn swashbuckler. Shit's going to get harder, guys. You guys keep doing this stuff. <laughs> you have your impenetrable domes and your flippy. Don't knock the Barney butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Juno. So now, having recently been smacked in the face and healed. This tiny woman ran down, smacked me in the face, and then hid. I, I will not say that I did not enjoy it. All right, I'm going <laughs> to attack the orcs with the side. I'm going to go for the... Is uh, There's one that's looking pretty rough. Yeah, is he close to me? Is he... They all came up and tried to hit you. They're all near you. They're all arrayed around you. Yeah, I'm going to just try and slice off that guy's head. Since you said that, yep. this is going to be a more difficult roll than the normal armor class. Okay. So... It'll be worth it, though. Sure. 23. Juno, convey to us the rage that you feel. (laughs) Oh, As As you bring this scythe around, fully meaning to remove the head from the shoulders of this creature that you hate so much. Yeah, I mean, these these are the people that killed my family. These are holy, evil beings. These are the thoughts that that are going through Juno's head as he's swinging the scythe. I'm going to take off the body from the head and, and, and later... Rub the blood on me. <laughs> and then there it goes. <laughs> Head pops off, blood squirts everywhere, all up in Juno's face. Let's give you disadvantage on this roll because you got blood in your face. Ah, oh, it's shit. a good look, though. All right, so this will be 11. 11 will miss. Okay. You missed the next one, but you look I cool a, doing it. I had a good time with the first one. Juno give like a lick of the lips or anything weird? Yeah. No. 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 He just he, lets it drip. It's aesthetic. Okay. Not really taste with blood for him. Okay. Cool. Zabbis. I like I like where you drew the line. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he'll he'll eat some orc meat, but like not raw. Jesus. <laughs> he developed um, a taste. That can't be good. I'm just gonna use my crossbow again. Is there just one left? There are two left. There's two left. Okay. Mm, I just don't want to leave the bubble. I like the bubble a lot. Makes sense. Yeah, Checks I'm, out for Zabbis. I'm just gonna use my crossbow. Oh shit. 11. Nope. Bolt sails wide of the remaining orcs. Cool. We go to Fletch. Don't rangers get two turns now at level five? You get two attacks. Not going to remind you. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to take my normal bow, my long bow, and fire at the orcs surrounding Juno. Okay. 11. Nope. Okay, let me try one more time. 14. 14 will do it. Oh, nice. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, 11. 11 damage? Mm-hmm. Koirim. Koirim runs over to you, Flack. Yeah. And he rushes down. Are you are you standing up or did the did the lightning knock you over? I'm just trying to get a sense of kind of no, what I'm he, standing. Okay, so you're standing. So he runs over to you. He kind of grabs you by the shoulders and he's very concerned. He asks, are you okay? Do you need help? Are, do you need he- more healing? Nah, man. Go kill those orcs. Because like I'm getting bored standing in this bubble. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? Sh- he's like, are yeah, you no, sure? No, go kill the orcs, please. Because I could heal you. No, please go kill the orcs, Koirim. Okay. Please, uh, please, Koirim. Sorry, forgetting okay. the voice. <laughs> Koirim is going to step out of the bubble. Thank you. Because he is going to cast a spell. Koirim is going to cast Moonbeam. Ooh. He makes a series of gestures and speaks some words in a... Does anybody here in their languages have Sylvan? Yep. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> Fletch recognizes that he's speaking Sylvan, oh, and he yeah. says some words in this language, and he makes some gestures, and he calls down from the heavens a five-foot-wide, 40-foot-high cylinder of light, of ghostly flame, that engulfs the remaining orc. Two oh. orcs, I guess. Oh. 
That's the turn. Like, the effect takes place on their next turn. And they look like they're in pain, but you can't yet tell what the effect is. So they're not on fire yet. No, but at, when they move, they're like, ah. And when they move, you can see radiant silvery flame wick off their bodies. And then Koirim runs back into the bubble and kind of like steps behind Fletch. I'm scared of you now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is the orc's turn now. And they are going to... They're going to fail their saving throws and then take. They're basically just going to erupt into the silvery flame (laughs) and then disintegrate. Oh, wow. All right. But the beam of light remains. Oh, whoa. And Juno, you're very close to it. Okay. So combat over. Yeah. Juno's going to keep his distance from that beam. (laughs) Okay. He's like, he's, he's real impressed though. He's like a little jealous because that's, you can take down orcs real good like that. I'm going to use this opportunity to test something. Okay. The spell ends if I leave the dome's area. Okay. I stick my arm through it. Juno, you can see that the purple dome up on the hill, there's like a... And it goes away. So even just a little bit of me going outside of it. Yep. Now you can see where the purple dome was, Juno. Flack, like, standing with an arm out. And Fletch with his bow. And Koirum behind him. And Zabbis with his crossbow. And Marjorin, you were... Marjorin is so upset. Yeah. Because Marjorin forgot that her feather cloak helped her to hover when she did that running <laughs> oh, jump. Yeah. Marjorin is standing there bloodstained, staring at her cloak like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, that would have been perfect. That would have been perfect. Koirim points sheepishly at the moonbeam and is like, that's going to go away that. pretty quick, but everybody should probably steer clear of the moonbeam. Yeah, we could have used that way earlier. Yeah, how come you haven't been using that all the time? Against the wolfmen. Against the other orcs earlier. I, uh, <clears throat> well, I told Marjorie when we were back at the temple. Mm-hmm. I It's okay, Koirim. I put my hand against his shoulder. <laughs> as, or as close to his shoulder as I can reach. This One of the side effects of living in a land that's known peace for so long is, you know, our, our, our warriors aren't as seasoned as, as we may appear. And, and I haven't had to use this, ty- this type of magic in a, in a very long time. And to be honest, I wasn't even sure I could. Well, you could. And it looked cool, man. Still a big cool. weenie, though. <laughs> <laughs> Can Juno hear this from the cart? I'm assuming we're all... We- this together. conversation is happening like oh. as everybody's like walking down the hill Good. towards this. So you've got Bjorn there. You're all around the car. Oh, Bjorn. Yeah, Bjorn, what were you doing? He was hiding. He's still freaking out. He ran over to now the bodies of his friends, and he's trying to grab them and pull them to do something with them. Oh. Deal with it somehow. uh, Big coincidence. This is actually the liqueur delivery that we ordered. Pretty crazy. Oh, (laughs) no way. Do you say that like out loud, like in front of him? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Just wondering if Bjorn knows this. Bjorn's like not really paying attention to you right now. He's okay. like trying to take his fallen friends and move their limbs so that they're not all broken. Oh, and do you think it's still gonna <laughs> get to the destination? <laughs> um, I mean, we could just take a couple bottles and, and. But we paid for the service. Wait, I'm gonna well, look up he, another. I don't know if he's able no. to continue. We could put a couple bottles in the bag. Can I? Because I feel bad. Like <laughs> everywhere we go, we just fucking kill people. Yeah. And I just, when I leveled up, I got enhance ability. I don't think that, I don't know if this would do anything, but I like the idea of it a lot. I have like all these little, I touch a creature and bestow upon it a magical enhancement. And there's all these like really crazy, like brother bear sounding effects. Like there's bears, endurance, bulls, strength. 
cat's grace, eagle's splendor, fox's cunning, and owl's wisdom. And maybe I want to like be like, here, I'm going to give you bull, the bull's strength to like get through. But it's not really like it, it gives him advantage on strength checks. No, 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 no. But Do I just it. think it's a friendly it's gesture. Because this is awesome. Here, I'm, I don't know how to like do this really cool or gracefully, but I'm giving you this magic thingy. I haven't done this before. Uh, I'm giving you bulls strength, and maybe it'll make you feel better that all your friends are dead and we killed them on accident. So Zabbis reaches out his hand to try to comfort Bjorn, who's visibly like a wet face from crying. He's very upset. He just lived through this ordeal. And when Zabbis's hand touches him, there's a wild magic surge. No! But, but... Oh my god. But because what you were doing was done out of a very like selfless thing, Mm -hmm. it doesn't change the effect of what was happening. Mm -hmm. But what happens is he doubles in size (laughs) and gets like jacked. Oh no. Like he like hulks out. (laughs) (laughs) And Bjorn hulks out. And now he's this giant hulking Viking creature, muscles rippling, hair blowing in the wind. Is it hot? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's not not hot. Like, he went from humble trader guy to like Viking Adonis, and oh he looks around and he looks at you and Zabbis, and he holds that he like takes hold of the hand that you reached out to him, and not quite knowing his own strength. I was gonna now, say, I'm imagining it like yeah, like, too, like like he means it gingerly, but he kind of crushes your hand a little bit, take yeah. the damage. Oh no. oh no! Wait, how much? Just one. Oh, just okay. And. Uh, <laughs> And he says, I know that it wasn't you who killed my friends. Though you placed this order, that's just a risk that we take as merchants. It was the orcs who killed my friends, and I will never forgive them for this, and I will always hate orcs for the rest of my days. all right. (laughs) And uh, and he he looks over at at Juno, and he's like, this guy knows what I'm talking about. Oh, no. And he like, now with his newfound strength, he picks up the bodies of his friends and he throws them over his shoulders and walks back over to the cart and throws them down in the back, but like places them down, you know, gently and reverently, (laughs) and then picks up the yoke of the cart and just starts pulling it. (laughs) (laughs) He just takes off and he takes about 10 leaping, pulling strides. And then he stops and he looks back and he says, I will deliver your booze. And then he just takes (laughs) off. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Oh no. How far does he have to go though? A ways. Okay, because that's only going to last an hour. I don't say anything. <laughs> There's a time limit. Oh no. I just, I just let him go. <laughs> it's not our problem anymore. <laughs> D&D&D is executive produced, written, and edited by me, James Gressel. Co-produced and additional mixing by Joel Arnold. Our original music is by Jeremy Nisato. Hear more of Jeremy's music at jeremynisato.com. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Radloff, Mike Saigan, and Joel Arnold. Next time on D&D&D, there was a member of my order, a legendary member of my order, who did a journey... I think I, I studied it when I was in night school. You took night classes? No, K and I. Was it Banton Mistwalker? Oh. It was. Wait, what was it? Banton Mistwalker. I, that sounds familiar. I also studied that in night school in the bag just now. <laughs> <laughs>